Thank you, Pastor. Yes. Well, good evening, Calvary Baptist Church. It is such a blessing to see faces this time. Last time, I didn't uh, not like to see Brother Ben's face, but uh, there was no one here. It's all by ourselves. That actually was the last meeting that we had before uh, everything shut down. And uh, we tried to get back to Brazil for about a month or so. They were flying one flight out of Fort Lauderdale, and uh, we couldn't get back until the month of June, only to get down there and have things shut down there for a while. But uh, back to normal, I guess you could say. Most uh, everything is back to normal, except they let um, the wrong person out of jail. And then through a few uh, alterations here and there, we got our former president uh, that was in jail for corruption back as the leader. So uh, we need lots of prayers in Brazil. My wife Tammy and I are so happy to be with you. What we want to start out with tonight is our video. And after the video, perhaps it'll generate a question or maybe there's something else you'd like to ask. And so when we finish showing the video, I'll uh, entertain any questions you might have before we go on with uh, the message tonight. Hello, we're Mike and Tammy Ring, serving in Porto Alegre, Brazil since 1992. We're in the land of the Gaúcho, where the Brazilian barbecue called Chahasco has been made famous. Guaraná is the favorite soft drink, and Brigadeiro is a tasty chocolate treat. A strange jabuticaba tree with a fruit growing on the tree trunk. One of my personal favorites is the Xis, that literally has everything on it. Sadly, our state is home to Catholicism mixed with Afro-Brazilian spiritism. But to God be the glory, he is raising up fundamental Baptist churches to faithfully spread the gospel among the Gaúchos. Several national pastors are helping to spread the word, and together we have formed a group called Gaúchos for Christ. Annually, we meet to challenge our folks to be involved in giving out the gospel, special emphasis on Expo Inter, an international livestock fair that brings upwards of 500,000 people through its turnstiles. We've redone our new birth track for distribution and also we're giving out Mary's Command the Catholic tracks at our Catholic processions. Tammy and I are working to plant the Bible Truth Baptist Church in Villanova. It's a neighborhood in southern Porto Alegre. This year we're emphasizing Matthew 28 and verse 19. And on each Wednesday night, we take our folks through a syllabus so they can learn to disciple others as well. We share Christ in their homes and on the street with the goal of salvation, baptism, and the training of the new believers in the Word of God. Tammy uses the children's outreaches as a way to train folk to serve in the local church through Sunday school, VBS, Bible clubs in their homes. She has a monthly ladies' Bible study ministry called Daughters of the King. God has graciously allowed Tachi Cordero to be part of our ministry. Her musical talent is an integral part of our church planning ministry. She plays and teaches piano, violin, the bells, and organizes our special choir and cantata presentations. We've been blessed to have a lady from our church move to Holland. Thais is opening her home for others in Holland to watch our Facebook services. God has given me the opportunity to spend two years focusing on Gilberto. He was saved out of spiritism where he had been a medium. He has a passion for the Word of God, and for the last two years we had one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions 
He is now teaching our adult Sunday school class. And then on Thursday nights, he is teaching a chronological Bible study at our son Nathan's ministry. Thais Morais won a colleague, Pamela, to Christ on the job. Pamela has invited us to come into her home for Bible studies while God allowed Thais to go to Bible college in Curitiba to further train for missions. Pamela is seeking to win her husband, Douglas, as well as her father, Georgie, to Christ. We've also concentrated the training of Ricardo and Carol from our son Nathan's ministry while he is on furlough. Ricardo has been meeting uh, with Mike and Gilberto on Monday nights for hermeneutics classes. It was a joy to see him preach his first message and to watch this young man develop in the ministry. We're so thankful for your prayers and for your support as we continue to share the gospel, baptize the believers, and plant fundamental Baptist churches. We recognize the vital role you play in supporting and praying for your missionaries. May the Lord abundantly bless you for your faithful labors as you serve him where he's called you. As we close, we'd like to share with you a brief update on what God is doing in the lives of our five children. Jesus is all the world to me. That was one of your missionaries, Miss Kay Marie Perkins, singing for us there. Natalie actually did a beautiful uh, Spotify, about 10 or 11 songs. She wanted to give her tribute to Brazil for the way they opened their arms to us as a family. And God allowed Natalie to be, bo Natalie to be born on the 7th of September, which is like the 4th of July for us here. And uh, that was before we even were missionaries. And so the Lord had all that pre-programmed, pre-planned she wanted to say thank you to Brazil, and so she went into a studio at BJ and uh, recorded some beautiful music, and I thought about putting that on our, on our uh, presentation this time, and I said, no, you know, people aren't going to understand the Portuguese, they'll recognize this beautiful singing, but uh, little Kay Marie, she can get the job done, so we thank the Lord for her and appreciate what God is doing through uh, Josh and Natalie and all of our children. Uh, I am so blessed to have a wife who has been faithful not only to the Lord, but to the family, and I give her, the Lord, the credit and much credit to Tammy for uh, spending time every night at the bedside of the children, praying with them, and uh, singing a few little Pats the Pirate songs that they liked, and so uh, over the years, uh, uh, the Lord helped us have our children involved in the ministry, and it's just very natural for them. I, I've told this other places, and I'm not trying to reflect on my alma mater, but uh, my son came off the field, and he said, Dad... I don't know if these kids at Bob Jones are saved. I said, what? He said, well, I'm, I'm walking by their uh, dormitory rooms on Sunday night, and they're not going to church. He said, you think Dr. Bob would mind if I give out uh, tracts on the Bridge of Nations? I said, yes, I think he probably would. So I said, okay, 
Son, stop just a moment here. Uh, from the mission field perspective, it's all about church, it's all about ministry, it's all about Christ 24-7, 365. These, these guys are probably okay. They're just coming from a little bit uh, less intense backgrounds where maybe they haven't been in church five times on Sunday like we were on some occasions. And uh, so, you know, give them some time. Give them, he did understand that, but I thought that was kind of uh, humorous that he would come off the mission field and think that Bob Jones was a mission field. He was going to go start going door-to-door in the dormitory rooms or something there. Perhaps I've raised a question in the, the, uh, something you saw or you didn't see that you'd like to ask tonight. Anyone have any questions? And Mike Martin and Roger Crowder are not allowed to ask questions. Yes, sir. Can you explain your connection with Roger? Yes, I would love to. Okay, many people thought that we were actually related after we'd been working together for a while, but I was in Sao Paulo in language school and asked Marvin Frey if he knew of anyone who was in the south part of Brazil in Porto Alegre that we might go and stay with while we were in our break of uh, between language school semesters. And he gave me an old prayer card of this Roger and Sharon Crowder people. And it was like a bookmark, okay? So I looked, that's all I had to go by. And uh, so we called the Crowders, and they graciously said, yes, you can come down. We went down by bus. My wife was pregnant with our son, Nicholas. I remember that all night long she didn't want to look because the driver of the bus spent most of the night in the passing lane with oncoming traffic. But uh, it was an 18-hour trip by bus from Sao Paulo down there. Roger met us at the, at the bus station. We didn't know who Roger was except for looking at this card. So I'm watching these people go by, and I'm looking at this card, watching these people go by. And I see this cowboy-looking individual go by with this little lady trotting right along behind him. And then she'd go this way, you know. And finally he came by and said, are you Roger Crowder? Are you Mike Ring? And uh, that's how we met. We met in the bus station in Porto Alegre. And I told Brother Crowder, I said, you know, I believe God wants me to go to Guaiba. He said, I'll take you over there and you can look and see what you uh, want to see in Guaiba, but I'm going to tell you right now, I want you to come and work with me. So he took us to Guaiba. We found a church that was preaching the gospel. He said, okay, now you can sit down and talk with me. And I said, all right, we'll talk it over. So I didn't go to Brazil necessarily to work with anyone. I wasn't against it, but I didn't know anything about that sort of uh, ministry. But the Lord brought us together. And uh, until they left to do missionary replacement, we were side by side, uh, kneeling many times. Uh, one of his favorite expressions, he may not like me saying this, was, Mike, is it time to go kick the dog? So if it was time to go kick the dog, that means we were about to go get in some trouble. Uh, have you ever seen Roger Crowder? Well, maybe I'll not tell this either, but uh, he can move a four-room house on the back of a pickup truck. He uh, learned to tie knots. I guess someone taught him the, the ropes uh, that taught him how to tie knots. And so I literally went down into a villa with him and uh, carried stuff out, and he began to tie in his knots and pull his knots and tie his knots. And the way Roger ties it is the more it shifts and and tries to move around, the tighter the knots get. And he literally moved the entire house on the back of a pickup truck. So we have some great memories. I was telling the pastor tonight at supper, we could ride for four hours to Santa Maria. He would say two sentences, and I would be talking up to his elbows, which is the Brazilian way of saying talking his ears off. So uh, we made a good team, I hope, I pray that we did. Uh, they were Uncle Roger and Aunt Sharon, because in Brazil... Uh, missionary families are much closer than our own flesh and blood. And so, literally, Uncle Roger and Aunt Sharon were very important people, not only in, in our lives, but our children's lives as well. Okay, thank you for the question.
And I have some questions too, so if you don't have any, can I ask, can I ask them? Oh, no. Any other questions that we might answer? Yes, sir. Right, okay, thank you for the question. How much has the government changed since uh, the last election? Um, it's, been, it's been remarkably quick how things have changed, and just this past week a edict came down from the Supreme Court. Basically, they're ruling the country out of the Supreme Court. The three branch, they have the three branches, the executive, the legislative, and the judicial, but the judicial branch is, is making the decisions on who to let out of jail and who to... Uh, so they've made a decision now that Bolsonaro, who was a very good president and did wonders for our country, he is not electable for, I think it's eight to ten years. Uh, basically, they're trying to keep the ones in power. Uh, on the street, um, how we would feel it right now is the uncertainty that there is in uh, a lot of the, the, the jobs. People don't know whether they're going to, to lose their jobs or not because... He is a socialist, well, social communist, socialist communist, and uh, tends to do a lot of what we would consider um, government handouts. And so all of the, the people that live under the bridges and folks like that are very excited, and they think this new government is going to be to their better, to their good. But uh, the investors and those who are wanting to grow businesses are very uncertain because he's not business friendly. He is not going to be very business uh, friendly. And of course, Brazil is, you've heard of BRICS, B-R-I-C-S, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They're one of the leading countries in trying to kick the dollar to the curb and trying to move out of the petrodollar and uh, come up with a, another currency. And uh, to Mr. Lula's, uh, he's, he's, he's very gleeful about that, very braggadocious about uh, what they're going to be able to do to America. And we were just told now that the, uh, Brazil is requiring visitors from America to get visas again. Mr. Bolsonaro had done away with that. So uh, we think he's coming after the church. I say we think because I've been out of the country for three months, and the reports I'm getting so far are that there has not been any real intense persecution yet. But he knows that the block vote was uh, the, what they call evangelical block vote was totally for his opponent. And uh, the man who was responsible for putting him in jail had a Baptist, Presbyterian sort of a background, Sergio Mora. But uh, it seems to me as though everyone is kind of on edge right now as to whether we will be um, allowed to continue to have the freedoms that we have to gather and to have church meetings without government interference. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, the, the, the spirit is there was, uh, there are three branches of a uh, lower level spiritism, Condomble, Macumba, and Umbanda. These would be sort of like, not necessarily voodooism, but they're Afro-Brazilian. They're brought in from Africa. Imanja was a sea goddess that uh, the Catholics have allowed to be carried through in these Catholic processions right along with Mary. Uh, so they're worshiping, the, the spiritists would be worshiping Imanja while the same people walking in the, uh, the, the same procession, the Catholics would be saying that's the uh, Nossa Senhora, Our Lady. Uh, and so, but there's an upper level spiritism. Uh, 
the upper level spiritism is more impactful in the government and in uh, society in general. There was a man named Alan Kardec. He was a Frenchman. He wrote the gospel of Jesus Christ spiritist. And he substituted the word reincarnation for the word resurrection. So I am the reincarnation in the life. Uh, this man that I mentioned, Gilberto, that's leading the work tonight uh, there in Porto Alegre, was a member of one of those Alan Kardec type ministries. And they do, um, they have these medical doctors who will write journals. They'll put their arms out beside them and their hand over their eyes, and they'll write perfect German medical journals, and they don't know German. Uh, demonism. So it's different levels of demonism. Our street that Tammy and I live on, several of the houses have red dog houses in the yard, and they don't have dogs, uh, but they put food out there. That's for their family demon, their family spirit. Uh, anytime there's a crossroad, they're very superstitious, and so if there's a crossroad, they will put uh, chickens and scarfs and corn and cigars and, and cachaça, which is their, their homemade liquor, um, out there for the, the demons. And our city of Porto Alegre has designated a spot down on the, the, the beach of our river, the Guayba River, that has a big statue, and they can go down there and, and put all their sacrifices and everything. So those between the, the, the lower level where they're putting hexes on people, drinking chicken blood, you know, having that, calling demons in their body, all the way up to these people who think they're pseudoscientists writing, you know, these journals and helping people out medically. There was a man named Chico Xavier that the, the story was he was opening people up with his hands, grabbing dirt off the floor, putting it in their wombs, sewing them back up, and they were getting off their up off his table and walking away totally healed. And uh, he would do it in the name, he said he could do it in any name other than the name that's above every name, the name at which every knee shall bow. He could not do it in the name of Jesus. So um, that's the spiritism part of it there. Okay, anyone else? Uh, we would love to have you folks come and make another visit. I know some perhaps that are here tonight have been in Brazil and have been in Porto Alegre, um, and we would love to have you come. We were speaking with a pastor before that, so if anyone has any desire, you could come if the pastor permits, uh, whatever the group would be composed of, and we would try to uh, make uh, opportunities for you to serve. There is that one week from August, the last Sunday of August, to the first Sunday of September every year, and it's the Expo Inter, the big international fair. Uh, we have just ordered 50,000 tracks and sacks that are being delivered for that event this year, which I will not be there to participate in, but my son hopefully will be back and the other pastors will be uh, leading that. Uh, so that's a, a week to keep in your mind if, if that would work for you. And then the 2nd of February every year, they carry the, the statue of Mary and this statue of this sea goddess through the streets of Port Alegre. There's probably about 150,000, they say, but sometimes it doesn't reach that, that number, uh, that follow that procession. We give out Mary's command to Catholics track. You know what Mary's command to Catholics is, I'm sure. If you don't, see me after church and... We can talk about that. But anyway, um, so if you would like to come and see us as an individual family, uh, as a youth group or whatever, we would love to have you, you come back. And I was telling the pastor, people come to Brazil, get called somewhere else. So come to Brazil, get called to Nepal. Come to Brazil, get called to Kenya. Come to Brazil, get called to Cape Verde. Uh, just come to Brazil. We'd love to have you, okay? Anything else? All right, I'm going to ask you if you'll turn with me tonight to Colossians. And we're going to be looking at Colossians the second chapter, 
Colossians chapter number 2. I mentioned the new birth track, and this copy I'll have to give to Brother Crowder. He asked for one. But uh, we had a track that the Lord gave us back in the state of Kentucky, uh, probably better than 25 years ago. And that track has gone through several different editions. And uh, this is the third edition we mentioned in our, our, our uh, presentation. Uh, this is about a nine-page little booklet. And so we don't give this out in mass distribution. This is more for someone who is working on their neighbor, somebody at school, someone on the job. Uh, and so we're very excited to have this new, uh, new birth track done for the third time. And uh, God has been using it in a, in a great and a, mar a marvelous way. We've seen Brother Crowder, Crowder and I tracked it in Tristeza for 18 months, back one of the other editions. And decisions, now these were uh, professions of faith on the street, was about 300. Okay, and uh, we were talking about that yesterday. We didn't get all 300 of those people sitting in the pews. Uh, the Lord knows how many of them genuinely were saved, but at least it was a track that God was using. The thing I like about it is though we're in Gaucho, which is Gaucho or Gaucho land, uh, this track is not necessarily just for Gauchos. With a new birth, there's nothing necessarily on here that would attract just the Gaucho. So I've been getting requests for this from up on uh, the equator where my daughter's at, a pastor in uh, São Paulo asked us if he could print it up there, and uh, we're at, we have it on our site so that people can write in and get it, and so it's being greatly used of the Lord, and we're thankful for that. And by the way, folks, the reason we're able to do this is because of you, because of your prayers and because of your support, we are able to take the funds and to continue the ministries, and printing there in Brazil is very important. They don't have the resources that we have. They don't have uh, many sites. They can go online and get all sorts of books and literature and material. So we do a lot of our own translation and uh, a lot of our own uh, tracks, and so we praise the Lord for that. Okay, in Colossians chapter 4, and everyone's there but me, but I'm going to be reading verses 5 and 6 of Colossians chapter 4 tonight. Could I ask you if you have the health to stand with me? We do this in Brazil out of respect and reverence for the Word of God. Uh, we stand to help them understand the book we're reading is inspired, infallible, and errant Word of God. And uh, most of our folks have had no experience with the Bible, so we even give them page numbers. Didn't have to do that tonight. Colossians 4, and I'm going to be looking at verse 5 and verse 6. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Here's our phrase, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Heavenly Father, we need you tonight. We ask that your spirit might work in our heart, in our midst, through your word. We pray, Father, that we would understand it and that it would impact our lives, that we might go forth more like Christ and more interested and encouraged and excited and enthused and about the ministry that you've given each of us of getting the gospel to those around us and to those around the world. Well, thank you now for what you're going to do, for we ask it in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you, and you may be seated. Uh, I was asked for a title tonight, and so I gave the title, Redeemed by the Redeemer to Redeem Our Time. Redeemed by the Redeemer to redeem our time. Buy out of the marketplace is the idea of redeem. It says redeeming the time here in verse 5. That's the idea of maximizing your profits in the future. We have a technical term, ROI, return on investment. And so as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be redeeming our time. Uh, let me give you an illustration because in Brazil... If you want to express something or explain something or give a definition of something, they always have an illustration. You ask, what does that word mean? They'll tell you a story. And so my story about redeeming the time would be 
as you get ready for your yard sale. So you go out on Friday evening and you tack up your yard sale signs. And of course you have on there, we start at 8 o'clock. And so Saturday morning rolls around and you've had your coffee and you begin to set out your uh, tables, your folding tables, and you're starting to put things out. And 7.30 someone shows up. You know what they're doing? They are redeeming the time. They are coming to be first in line to get the best. That's why they're there. That's why they come so early. And so in our Christian life, we should be doing the best we can to do the best we can for the Lord Jesus Christ. We should be redeeming our time. I say redeemed by the Redeemer. Galatians 3 and verse 13. By the way, Galatians is a tremendous book for any people, but it's especially a great book for Brazil. Our current uh, leader there, Brother uh, Gilberto, is preaching through or teaching through the book of Galatians on Sunday morning or, uh, and Sunday school now as he teaches the uh, Brazilians about uh, the, the works is not a part of salvation, and it's a very big, uh, very big hurdle that we must get over in our dealing with them. But in Galatians 3.13, he says uh, that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We say we're redeemed. Redeemed from what? We're redeemed from the curse of the law. He, he redeemed us by being made the curse for us. Christ is our substitute. He took our place. He went to the cross in my stead, in your stead. And so Christ has redeemed us from the law, and he took the curse uh, because the Bible says, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. So he hung on the tree in my place, in your place. He is the Redeemer, and he has redeemed us. He's bought us back, and he wants us to redeem the time. I have a quote here from Adoniram Judson, and I love to read the old missionaries. Uh, I like to visit with the young missionaries, but there's a special place in my heart for the older missionaries. And Adoniram Judson, he made the statement that each day will not only be a witness to our conduct, but now listen to this. He said, each day will impact our eternity. You want an acronym for time? The acronym for time would be time impacts my eternity. And so as we think about redeeming the time, this is very important because we're dealing with eternal things. Time, my time here, is directly related to the eternal glory that God should get from me and from my life and from my witness and from how my eternal existence will be in God's presence uh, is, re, is going to be related to how I walk wisely, spirit-filled, enabled by God's grace to snatch up, to redeem, to snatch up the opportunities that God has given me, the divine appointments, if you will, that God has made for us. And so we are to be redeeming our time. And as missionaries, uh, we need to be very much aware about uh, the fact that our lives are short, our time is short, and that we must be about the Father's business all the time. We've mentioned this many times, this furlough, as we go into churches where I remember seeing little babies, and those little babies are teenagers, or those little teenage, or those teenagers now are, are, are uh, heads of families. And what is the expression? Time flies. Just time goes by so quickly. We must seize the day. We must grab the opportunities because the evil is all about us. And he says here that we are to walk in wisdom toward those that are without, redeeming the time. Without what? What are they without? 
That means they're on the outside of God's grace. They have not received Christ as their Savior, and they need to come in contact with Him. So my being here in this place tonight is part of God's plan. My being here at this time in my life, my age, all this has to do with redeeming the time that God has given me. This is not a time to be looking at all the obstacles, but this is a time to be emphasizing our opportunities. I've been thinking about this, how to redeem my time in uh, the world in which we live today. Brother Crowder and I knew Howard Berger. I'm not sure if Brother Martin had a chance to meet Howard Berger or not, but Howard Berger was in Brazil when I got there, and uh, he was a very interesting man. He was about like a fire plug, short guy, very stocky. I remember one time he was in the center of Porto Alegre, and some very poor soul reached his hand down in Howard's pocket to try to rob him. That's a very bad mistake. Howard turned around, grabbed the man, stuck him up against the wall, and began to pummel him. And literally, the ladrone, the crook, the thief, began to holler, help, police, help, police, help, police. That was killing him. Howard Berger had this very unusual but effective way of redeeming the time. When he came in the presence of someone that he was not sure whether they were in or not, as it says here, those that are without. When Howard met someone he thought that was without Christ, he would ask this question. Does God know you? Now, you see, normally in Brazil, you ask, do you know God? Everybody knows God. I mean, you don't know what God they're talking about, but everyone knows God. But when you turn that thing around and you ask someone, does God know you? You cut through, as my dad would say, a lot of baloney. Get right down to where the rubber meets the road. Do you have a leading question, something that you could use to get someone's attention, to redeem the time? Maybe it's a brief moment. Maybe it's a, a, a vacation time with a family or a friend or, or someone you just met. Do you have a way? Do you have something you can use? My dad was always with a twinkle in his eye when he asked the question, are you good with directions? And the people would say, well, where do you want to go? Oh, he'd say, heaven. Well, again, that's a good question because, you know, what's the person going to say? They've got to have an answer. And so if we're going to redeem the time, it, it means that uh, we're following the Lord's direction and we're using the opportunities that God has given us. And there's much to, to be said here uh, in this passage also in Ephesians uh, about redeeming the time. But for the time's sake tonight, I'm just going to kind of dwell on that little theme for a moment and, and talk about some ways we can do that. Talk about some ways, some practical application of how can I redeem the time that the Redeemer who redeemed me has given me? How can I redeem my time? Number one, you have to make sure you're saved. You say, oh, well, you're talking to the Wednesday night crowd of Calvary Baptist Church in Huntsville, Alabama, Brother Mike. I know. I know pastors have been saved after they were in the pulpit. I know missionaries who have made decisions for Christ. I know Christian school teachers. I know folks that, so I'm not going to just continue on and on with the I knows, but I'll tell you tonight, make sure, as Mark 8, 36 and 37 says, that you don't gain the whole world and lose your own soul. Make sure you know that you know that you're going to heaven. And I would encourage you tonight, if you're not saved, to please see us after the service, see the pastor, see someone here, and let us tell you about that. But I believe I am speaking to a majority of folks that know Christ. So I would say tonight that if we're going to apply the principle of how to redeem time, we need to be memorizing Scripture. We need to be memorizing 
the Word of God, that the Word of God might dwell in us richly, that the Word of God might be used in our lives to mark the time in which we live. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8 as a very good passage of Scripture. But I was going to mention tonight Psalm 37 and verse 31, perhaps not as well known. The law of his God is in his heart, and his steps shall not slide. Someone outlined that verse like this. The best thing, the law of God, in the best place in his heart, with the best result, his steps shall not slide. And I'll say this, folks, many times in my life when I've slid, backslid, gotten cold on the Lord, it's because my nose, my uh, face has not been in this book and I've not been applying what I know from this book. And so we must be memorizing Scripture. Uh, will help us greatly as we're going over the Scripture. In Brazil, not only do we stand and read together in our public services, we also are memorizing the Bible. Tammy was sharing with the pastor's wife tonight at church that one of our young ladies, 10 years old, uh, Tiana, has memorized 1 John. She memorized all of 1 John, 10 verses at a time, over about a year's period. And now we're working on Psalm 119. She hasn't memorized all of Psalm 119. She's got a lot of, lot, uh, good portion of it. She and Pamela. Uh, Adriana's memorized some of it. Even Thais from Holland. She'll close her eyes on the video. She said, I want, I want you to know I'm not peeking. So she shuts her eyes and then she'll give us the, the, the verses. And so this hiding God's word in our heart will help us to redeem the time that God has made us, given us. I want to say making disciples. Making disciples is so important. Disciple making is so important. 2 Timothy 2 and verse 2 says, The things that thou hast heard among many witnesses commit or teach to others that they might teach others also. Uh, You probably don't want to do the acronym on this one. I did the acronym on time. Uh, you'll maybe catch that when I give you. We're looking for faithful men, for available men, and for teachable men. Now, you know what the acronym is, that, so I don't even say it. But anyway, uh, as we're looking for these men, we're looking for those that we can invest our time in. Gilberto and Ricardo, those two men that were brought up there. Gilberto is a man that is faithful. He's also available as a 73-year-old retired plumber. He can make his own schedule. I may not be looking at retired plumbers, but I think we probably have some folks in here that kind of govern your own schedule now. And that makes you a primary candidate to be discipled and to become a discipler. Would you as an older man consider taking a younger man beside you and making him your apprentice, spiritually speaking, and spend the time that you have uh, remaining passing on what God has taught you to someone else? My wife is carrying in her Bible bag a picture of a banana tree in our backyard. And we have 42 banana trees right now at current count. Uh, Every time the banana tree puts out an arm with a cashew on the end of it, the the, looks like a purple flower. It opens up, the little fingerlings become bananas. In our case, either the Catarina or the Massin turn uh, normally about 90 to 100 bananas on on the tree. Uh, When that cashew is fully matured, without fail, on the ground beside the mature tree, is another little shoot. And I thought as I looked at that, now there's a perfect example. We need some banana tree Christians. We need some people that will not let what God has taught them die with them. They will take the time to invest in someone else. So gentlemen, men, and ladies, you can too, but I'm preaching to uh, all of us tonight. But as as men, I'd love to have us uh, concentrate the time God has given us, redeem the time that God has given us by pouring in what God has given us in the life of someone else, that they may, in turn, do that 
uh, with someone in their own case. Don't miss out on the opportunities of a lifetime. Disciple disciplers. Become a banana tree Christian. Someone who can produce and produce those who will also produce. So we're talking about making sure you're saved. We're talking about memorizing Scripture, making disciples, and this is so key, so crucial, especially in our ministry in Brazil, uh, to make disciples, make those who can win others to Christ. I, I was thinking about Brother Crowder back some uh, years ago, had a brigadiano who was a policeman, standing up on the street level, and the Crowder's home was down a little below the street level at the time. Now the church sits on top of it. But uh, this man was out there uncovered. There was no covering, and it began to rain. And so, Brother Crowder, you don't do this in Brazil. That's calling the lady of the night. You do this. So he called the man down there, and Venka, come here. And the man came up under the covering of, of the porch of the house and uh, to show his gratitude to Brother Crowder for him letting him step in out of the rain, he went into the service. He got saved. After some time, his wife, who was a little more stubborn, a little more Catholic than he was, she also got saved. Tonight, I just spoke to this man um, last week about this very thing. Because I had always quoted what Brother Crowder had told me and what we had uh, heard this man say in the past, that there were 50 members of his family now that are saved. He said, no, Brother Mike, we have now passed 100. Because he said, we've gotten into the children and we've gotten into the grandchildren, and not only my children and my grandchildren, but the children and grandchildren of my nieces and nephews and all these others that have come to Christ. The salvation of one man has led, at least in that case, the salvation of a hundred. What a blessing it is to know that God can use us to be a blessing. Now, that very man I just spoke about, Daniel Bortoluzzi is his name. Daniel Bortoluzzi, his wife is Elena. Daniel is pastoring in Sonsapat. Sonsapat was started out of a work in Santa Maria. Some of you have been in Santa Maria where Pastor Antonio is pastor. Pastor Antonio came over to, to uh, Porto Alegre. He helped build the main church building there where the Crowders live. Uh, he came out to Ponta Grossa where I was pastoring and, and uh, fellowship with us. Then we sent him, Crowders and Rings, sent him over to Santa Maria. That's where he wanted to go and plant a church. And so that church was planted. Daniel uh, took a group of people that Brother Antonio was trying to witness to, and we reached down in San Sebastian. Now Daniel is winning people up in a town called Julie Castillos, where years ago I performed a wedding for a man by the name of Marcio and his wife, whose name is uh, Tatiana. And I saw this picture in the Beams uh, newsletter for May and June of 2023, where it says, Beams Bibles in Brazil. And it says here, uh, Beams Bibles in Brazil, missionaries are showing converts that were won to Christ through Bibles that were given by this ministry to people in Brazil. I said, well, that's Daniel Bortoluzzi. There's the man from our, our ministry. And so I, I wrote him this week, and I said, Daniel, what a blessing it was to see you giving out two Bibles to these elderly folks in your church in San Sepet. He said, Brother Mike, that's not in my church in San Sepet. He said, we're now restarting the church up in Judicus Jesus. He said, by the way, those are the parents of that man that you married those many, many years ago. Uh, and what a blessing that is. You see, you see it's just such a, a blessing to see God using men to make disciples who will make disciples who will make disciples. I want to challenge you to do that uh, tonight. That will be such a blessing and redeem your time. Pray. Praying is very important. He says in Colossians 4 to continue in prayer. Tatiana Cordero, who we mentioned in our presentation tonight, Tatiana's 
father, Sebastian, was devout Catholic. He would drop the family off at the Baptist church, and he would go to Catholic mass, come back, pick up the family, and take uh, them home. They prayed for that man, I believe it was 32 years. And it was Christmas time a few years back when uh, Tachi was home with her family in the D.C. area, and they were at Fairfax Baptist Temple, and he gave her the nudge, and he said, Tachi, it's time. Time for what? I want to be saved. After 30, more than 30 years of praying, Sebastian, he came into our Bible Institute, and he said, Tell me, you according to me, por favor, have mercy on me, please. He said, I haven't been in the classroom for 40 years. And he struggled a little bit to stay up with his uh, classes, but he has a passion for telling other people about Jesus Christ. What a blessing. Don't give up. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. That will help you to redeem your time. If you have a prayer list, be like, uh, who was it that prayed and prayed and everyone got saved except a couple of men, and then after he died, uh, they were saved. I believe that was our brother that had the, um, had the uh, orphanages. And his name, who? Mueller, yes, okay, George Mueller. My brains are sitting down there on the front row there helping me. Thank you, ma'am. So we, wanna, we want to make sure we're saved, memorize Scripture, make disciples. We want to pray. We want to maximize the work of the Lord, our work of the Lord in the local church. Be as involved as you possibly can. Take every advantage of every opportunity you have uh, to be here. And as you're praying, pray for people by people groups. I wrote down some names here. Tupi, Yanomami, Poturi, Guarani, Kaigangi, Tapuya, Taranu, Tanaru, Ava, Tupinikin, and Kaites. All those are Indian nations within the nation of Brazil. Uh, I was with Dr. Ron Allen in uh, North Carolina, and he divided his church up in groups, and over here is the continent of uh, Africa, and here's Asia, and here's Indonesia, whatever. And so what you would do, you'd pray 15 minutes with this group, for all their missionaries that were in that part of the world, you'd get up and move over here and pray with And in a 45-minute session, uh, you could pray with, in three different continents around the world for your missionaries. That's a very innovative idea to be praying for people all over the world. Anytime that God gives you a, an opportunity, be a witness and then be praying for those that he brings across your path. Invest in the spread of gospel, and I know you do that. I see your hall is full of the prayer letters and and uh, you folks have been uh, a great missionary church for a long time. I'd like to close tonight by saying that your net worth, as we talked about uh, investing in such a way that we would gain eternal benefit, your net worth is the value of what can never be taken away from you. That's your net worth tonight. So would you redeem your time? Would you take this summertime that God has given you, do some reading like the pastor was sharing with me at the table, do some soul winning, do some prayer, uh, pray and, and try to grow in grace and knowledge and maximize your time by getting someone else and getting them on board and helping to see them come to know Jesus Christ and then if they know him, to grow with him. This young man, Ricardo, that is working with my son, uh, this is one of those stories that I will end with, but it's one of those stories that shows you how God can help you redeem your time. You ever have a car breakdown? My son had a Besta, which is a 17, 15 passenger uh, van there because he's got six kids, so uh, he had this big vehicle and he kept giving him trouble. He took it into a diesel shop, and while he was in the diesel shop and they were helping him with the, the mechanical part, he began to witness, 
Out of that witness, they opened the doors of the mechanic shop for my son to go in every Tuesday night as they closed. They pushed the cars aside. They put the folding chairs out. And he taught the chronological Bible study there for over a year. And almost every mechanic, the ladies in the office, even some people whose cars were there that were just coming in to see what, uh, how long it was going to be for their car ready, began to get saved. And so our son had all of these people that were saved. He took them out to the river there in Guaiba, uh, the Guaiba River, and began to baptize them. And uh, they're a long way off from where he is in Lame. He's 30 minutes south of me, and this was over near the airport on the other side of town. And so because he was witnessing, because he was taking advantage of his time, now he's got this new little nucleus, this new little group of believers over there. And while he's been on furlough, uh, different Brazilian men have been taking the ministry after our brother Jeff Norquist, who uh, came on furlough. Different Brazilian men have been taking the ministry. Pastor Stefanini is over there right now on Tuesday nights. And my son really believes that as he finishes up at La Mi, probably the Lord's going to uh, make that a, a new church over there, all because he was redeeming his time when he went into a mechanic shop. So as God lays it on your heart, as you're thinking and praying for the Ring family, and you want to know how can you pray more specifically and more uh, succinctly for us, Pray that God will help us to redeem our time, that he will help us to use our time. The things that I've laid out for you tonight are exactly what I'm trying to do in my life and in our ministry so that we can maximize the impact that God gives us on the lives of the Brazilian people. And thank you so much for your prayers and for your support. And again, I say, come and see us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time to look into your word. I pray that something that has been said tonight will be a challenge. I know there's nothing new that we could say to these folks. They know all about missions and missionaries. And, uh, Lord, they've been challenged many, many, many times from great men of God and from servants uh, all around the world. And I pray tonight as we uh, think about this message that you'll help us to reflect on the time that you've given us. Where we are in our life right now is because of your plan. And so right now is a very important time. Maybe it's that next person I'm going to meet or Maybe the person beside me that I can disciple. Maybe, Lord, you want to send me to a, a, a mission field. Maybe you want to use me across the ocean or across the street. But if I'll be willing to yield my life to you, Lord, and just to let you take the time that the Redeemer has given me and redeem that for your honor and for your glory, much can be accomplished until Jesus comes. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you, Brother Ring. Uh, take an opportunity to redeem the time in uh, the next couple days. Use as to tell someone about Jesus. Thank you. You are dismissed. God bless you.